Good afternoon, good late afternoon. I feel guilty about saying good evening because it's not yet. Although it's the first day of spring officially, I thought it was September 21st. I always get that mixed up. It's funny how here where I live, it was warm yesterday because a, a lady said to me, it's warm and then it's going to be two weeks cold. Like it just fall came in like a sledgehammer. She says she likes the fall. Another lady also said she likes the fall. But the wind is kind of blowing kind of strange outside. Somebody I saw on CNN, there's some Hurricane Fiona. So I don't know if that's to do with anything here. It just seemed like it's really oddly blowing. A little bit more than normal. Anyways, I... I'm looking at all these podcasts that I'm doing and I'm wondering, am I doing the right thing here? Am I doing the right thing by speaking to, like, trying to come on? Like, what am I trying to do here? Do I think I'm some pastor type or do I should be giving you advice about stuff? I'm nobody to be giving advice about anybody. Am I bothered by when I see Christians, like I see this pastor talking about Genesis And he's just spouting on about Genesis from an informational perspective. Like he's going to study the book of Genesis. Like it's an information thing. Is that something, is that, is that wrong? Is that, is that bothering me? Why, why, I don't know. Is it, I'm just kind of, wow, I'm really kind of an uncertain person at, aren't I? I'm just all over the place. I'm kind of frenetic. Why am I doing this? Am I having fun? I'm just having fun. I I said that I was talking to myself. So basically I am talking to myself because I find I talk to myself quite a bit. That doesn't really sound very good, but I have been, I have come to believe and I've been told that King Jesus is sitting right next to me. Jesus is in this room right now or the Holy Spirit is living in me or God is above me. I know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father But I assume that he's actually hearing what I'm saying. Like he can see me, like, you know what I mean? So I'm assuming that he's kind of sitting here, but really he's kind of up somewhere else. Maybe he can see me like I'm in a little bubble somewhere right in front of him. Oh, what's that crazy, calm Christian guy babbling on about now? Like a babbling monkey. He says that he wants his podcast. He doesn't care, but he wants everybody to listen to him. He's still got some pride going on, that calm Christian guy. Maybe this is just my forum where I get to say my piece. Because in the internet, you get to be the movie star, right? Before we had to deal with the movie stars. Now we have YouTube. You're the movie star. Anyways, uh, I want to look at this verse here in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, 2 Corinthians 5.11, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. Verse 17, Therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There was another verse that just occurred to me. You know the one, and I really can't find it now because I I don't have a photographic memory. It's the part when Jesus says, he says to them, uh, where, where is it here? 
I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah. He says 44. Uh, it is in, let me just see, Luke 11, verse 44. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Ooh. Wow, that's kind of a little bit of a barb, eh? Isn't that kind of a bit of a barb? He also says in Matthew 23, 27, which is an explanation that this is the same verse in my New King James Bible here. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Why am I trying to tie all this together? Well, I went to church uh, last Sunday, and we got another church coming in, and they've kind of pumped us up, and it's really great. It's like church is full again. You know, like make America great again? Well, make church great again. That happened for us, at least for two or three months. Make church great again. I began making friends with some of the people in the other church, like this one tall guy. Uh, his name is Duncan. He talked to me. His daughter was with him. She's wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. I don't know what's going on in their family. Like they're all wearing masks. Like is somebody scared or sick or something? I don't know. Is somebody's immune system compromised? I'm not wearing a mask. So anyways, in the evening program, uh, did I go to an evening program? No, it was actually, so it was during church. This lady who's kind of, she left church and she's come back and she's a really nice lady, really, really nice, very mature Christian lady. And she, um, you know, she's had cancer, but she has a bit of a, a sense of humor. She's wearing a wig and it looks like a Doris Day wig. And she said, my Doris Day wig. And I said, you know, like she's, she has this way of talking like she's very noble. She's very dignified, you know. She's not immature. She's an older lady. She's got wisdom. She's got maturity. And she says to me, get this. You're the only guy in the church wearing a tie. Like, like I am the only guy in the church wearing a tie. Why did she say that to me? Why am I the only guy in the church wearing the tie? Am I trying to show off? I, when I went to church before, when I was young, everybody wore a suit. I don't know what the Baptist church, what they were doing before. Everybody wore a suit and tie. Even if you were a kid, you wore a plastic tie. I had that plastic tie, you know, the ones with the plastic thing in there. I had many times when I didn't really want to wear that crappy stiff shirt. And my mother never forced me to wear it. It just, it, it was a habit. I just realized it's a habit. I got to wear a tie. You wear a tie to church. You go clean. You look good. You're cleaned up. How, how come that disappeared? Everybody says, well, it's not what you're wearing. It's the heart. But why don't people wear ties and suits anymore? They go to church extremely casual. Like, like 30, 40 years ago, nobody would do that. They wouldn't think of it. It was unheard. Why, why, why was it so important back then, but these are different times? Have we gone, come closer to God or farther away? Oh, you're judging on appearance. Well, Jesus said that he said the Pharisees looked very good on the outside, but they're actually dead inside. Have you ever seen some graves, um, stones, and 
graveyards like they look beautiful white tomb and a picture of the family or some kind of rosary and there's like some candles shining it's beautiful but it's a marker for someone who's dead inside they're dead and rotting they're waiting for the resurrection in john 5. jesus says there's a first resurrection and the second resurrection i've been trying to figure out if they're at the same time or if there's one after the other i really have no clue but there are two resurrections Resurrection of the just and the resurrection of the damned. I don't think I want to be in the damned one. Whenever that one happens, I'd like to be in the just one if I do die uh, before Jesus Christ comes back. So I would like to be in the, in the good one. I would really like to be in that one. You know, I went to a church. Like I said, it was a fundamentalist church it, near, my, near my home. And the pastor runs over to me and his middle name is the same as mine. He says, hi, how are you? Who are you? And I said, you know, I like the way you guys are dressed. And then he said, but he was the first to say, but we don't care about how you're dressed. We want you to come just as you are. So he was he didn't sound too judgy. He didn't, he wasn't judgmental, but he had a suit on too. And in the fundamental church that I'm looking at, everybody's wearing a suit, including the pastor who's talking. In all of the Baptist churches around him, nobody's wearing a suit. Nobody's wearing a tie. All the, all the, um, I don't know, younger people, everybody's very cash. Why does God get, why does God not get a tie anymore? Is, is the tie just like a gravestone? It's not really representative of what's really there? Is it just, it's just the people 40 years ago, they were all external, but they really didn't love God as much as the people now? Why is that? I thought when you went for an interview, so you went for a job interview, you actually put a tie on. You didn't go in there cash. Did you go in there unshaved? Just kind of put your feet up on there. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Hey, thanks for interviewing me. Where do you see me in five years? Well, in five years, I'll be making as much as you are now. What if, the, what if, the, what if you said that during the job interview? Or how about, hey, is this the wife and kids? Uh, she's pretty hot. That'd go over like a lead balloon. Where do, we, where do I see myself in five years? I see myself working in an office twice as big as yours. That's how good I am. Hey, I'm confident. You want confident, right? Well, you got confident. Is that confident or is that humility or is that just darn arrogance and pride? Well, I tell you something. If I was a job interviewer, never been one, and you said that to me, you'd be, you'd be, you're gone. You'd have to be really, really, really good. Like your resume says that uh, the smartest person in the world uh, next to Steve Jobs is probably you. Then I'd probably have to put up with your nonsense. When I got interviewed for my present position, uh, my present employer, that was in 1997, I was wearing a tie, but my interviewer, he was wearing like a lumberjack shirt. I think the interviewer is allowed to wear whatever he wants. If you come to an interview, you can't be naked, but he doesn't have to wear the tie. I do because I'm trying to get a job with the company that's going to hire me, which he represents. Because if I get the job, then you're going to pay me money. So I'm not a wandering waif. And I can get a job. And then when somebody says, get a job, I have a job. And then maybe when I go to a bar and try to pick up a girl, do you have a job, loser? I do. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let you marry me then. I thought church was a job interview where you go to church and you want to give God your very best, including the way you look. 
Do I sound judgmental? Because I'm sure there's a lot of bad, evil, self-centered Christians who were dressed to the nines and judged people who came in looking kind of trashy and they thought they were better. And I would say the trashy guy who came in and they loved God, that's probably the guy who's going to be in heaven. Remember what Jesus said about the widow's widow? She gave all she had, even though she was as poor as dirt. She gave everything she had. Is it, are you giving the absolute best you have or the relative best? I don't understand where the standard went because I tell you something, is it just me? But if President Biden or Prime Minister Trudeau walked into my church or any other non-fundamental Baptist church in this area, everybody would be dressed to the nines. Everybody. Are you trying to be dressed? Do you want to impress uh, the prime minister? Are you trying to be his buddy so maybe he'll hang out with you and throw you some cash? Or maybe even the prime minister doesn't really get that anymore because in the last election, he's walking somewhere in Alberta and they were trying to throw stones at the dude. But he still made it in anyways. Have we lost respect for our leaders? even though they kind of tick us off and are not making Christian decisions. Have we lost respect for God? Like, what do you think God is, your pal? I'm not speaking to you, I'm actually speaking to myself. I don't tell you what to think, I ask you to think about what I tell you. I'm actually talking to myself. I apply law to others and law, law, law to myself, excuse me, and grace to others. Phew, nice save there, calm Christian. What, what, what am I thinking? What is everybody thinking? God, hey, God, let's go to the bar together. Well, uh, can I buy you a drink? You're my pal. Thanks for saving me. Really appreciate it, eh? Whew, what a guy. God, I just want you to know you're pretty cool, okay? Walking around, saying all those cool things, getting yourself killed. Wow, that's, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. You rock, dude. Boy, you know, I don't know. There's kind of, I, I don't know, Christian church, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You know, I've read the entire Bible now um, three times in the last four years because of my circumstances. And I, I don't know why it took me so long in my life because I, 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 I read Bible plans and I say I love God, but it took me like three, up to three years ago. And you know what I read in the Bible? one of these passages here, I'm not going to turn to it. It says that God is so holy that the angels can't even look at him. Of what? They don't have optical, the optical nerves in their eyes just can't take it or just the holiness. Like God is holiness. Holiness is other-centered relationship. Like he's so loving. He's so joyous. He's so peace. He's so gentle. He's so good. Like, it just streams off him in such power, you can't even believe it. And talk about intelligent. I never met Steve Jobs. I heard he was a genius. I never, I haven't met Bill Gates. People don't like Bill Gates, but I think he's probably a genius. I knew a guy in my grade school. His name was, well, his name was Rocky. I better not say the last name. I don't know if saying his name, I could get in trouble. 
I don't know if he was a genius, but he's the closest thing to genius I've ever seen. I think I might have mentioned him before. Not only was he a fantastic athlete, he wasn't the strongest or the biggest, but he was so coordinated. I mean, his grade point average in high school was 93%, 94%. Okay, it wasn't just from hard study and a, a really hard work ethic, which he possessed. He had this boundless energy. He did everything right. He did his work meticulously, but there was something in him that was greater than other people. I saw this Asian guy, with all due respect to Asian people, he had an average of, of 1% higher than Rock. It was 94%. But I saw this dude walk into school. He looked like Quasimodo. He didn't quite, it, when he walked, everything kind of like rocks piling together and moving back and forth, with all due respect to him. Maybe the nervous system, the coordination wasn't that really good, but the brain cells were working. Hey, the, now, now he's probably rich while I'm suffering under these debts. I don't know what Rock is doing right now, but I tell you something, he was a, and I liked him, but he wasn't my friend. He wasn't, he wasn't, he, he wasn't, you know, a friend of mine. I didn't follow him around. I liked him, but I kind of hated him too. I was jealous of him because he had a, he had brain power that all, all the circle of people that came from the same school that he was, and even my, some of my friends, we knew this guy was different. Like he, it was, you know, there was another girl in the, uh, in the, in the class. Her name was uh, Margaret something. And she had a high percent average, but she was extremely organized. But you could just tell she wasn't like him. She wasn't like Rock at all. If he was not a genius, he's the closest thing I've ever seen. And you were kind of scared of him. Not only that, he could really insult you if he wanted to. And he was a little caustic. But remember, it was, he was only like, you know, this is only high school. You don't expect 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds to act mature. Maybe he was prideful. Maybe he'll never find Jesus because he doesn't need Jesus. Rock can do it all by himself. If he's not rich, he ought to be. I often, I often thought, and I can't remember if I said this on another podcast, if he ever declared himself a candidate for prime minister... I'd vote for him no it wouldn't matter what party he was, because I saw what the man could do. God is a genius's 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 genius. He's holy. He's the one that provided Jesus and sanctification. He's the one who inspired all of these Jewish people to write the Bible. And the Jewish people, what were they? Chosen people, the chosen frozen? We could argue they became arrogant, but they were also, you know, suffered for it. You think it's just a coincidence that the Jewish people, this small, tiny minority of people in this world, have all these IQ developments? You think that's a coincidence? Do you honestly believe this? They don't love Jesus. They're not relationship with Jesus. They don't want to new covenant with God. They don't like Jesus. They don't think he's the Messiah. They're waiting for somebody else who's going to come and beat up the Romans and take over the world so they can camp right next to that Messiah dude. And that dude is coming in Revelation 13 and 2 Thessalonians 2, whether you like it or not. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you to think about what I'm telling you. I don't throw it at you. I put it forward in front of you into your plate of choices 
for your consideration and perusal at a future date. The Antichrist won't be a dummy either, because if he's linked with Satan, Satan is a neurotic genius. But God is a good genius, but he's holy. How come God don't get a tie no more? Is he not worth it? I saw these people following the queen's casket. She got a tie. I wonder what would happen if all those dudes went to the funeral and they all look like, you know, just shaved and all stuff. Well, you'd say you have no respect for the lady or respect the office. Do people not respect God? Do not they not respect his office as sovereign of the universe? Listen, man, I don't know about anybody out there. If I've offended you, I'm sorry. But God, don't play with God. Don't treat him like he's your buddy at the bar that you can slap on the back and, and buy another drink and a vodka and a shot. I think that's a really dangerous, disrespectful way to treat God. I, I don't think it's going to go well for you. People have said, well, I fear God. Well, I mean, I don't fear God, fear God. Um, you know, I, 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 I mean, I have great respect for him. Really? Okay. Um, I want to show you something that Jesus said, and then I'm going to close it, okay? I'm going to see if I can find it. It's in Matthew 10, and I'm looking for it. I'm really looking for it. I thought it was in Matthew 10. Oh, yes. Matthew 10, verse 28. It says the following. Listen to this. And I was very confused by this verse. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him. So in this Bible here, the him is capitalized, who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus preferred to be your savior that you have a new covenant relationship with. He doesn't want to be your life insurance policy against hell. But when it says him, who are we talking about him here? I think, well, it's the devil. Well, the devil does, is not in charge of hell, although he's going to be a casualty of it. And if Jesus is talking, is he talking about himself? Sometimes he said, son of God, son of man. He kind of referred to himself in like a third person, which was a little weird, but, you know, Jesus is Jesus. But he's saying him. I don't know. This is God. It says, do not fear those, but rather fear him. What does that mean? Reverence God? Have deep respect for God. Don't play with God and don't be casual with God. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you to think about what I'm saying to you and consider the matter wisely and acutely and primarily with great seriousness. Please. God bless you all.